Hello everyone, welcome back to Charmed Hard with a Vengeance. Tonight we watched season one, episode, what are we on? Seven. <laughs> what are we on? I had to look at IMDB. <laughs> Out of Scythe. It was a truly stunning hour of television. <laughs> twist upon predictable twist. No, no. You would never see what's coming in this episode. I mean, unless you have ha ever happened to watch television in your life before this. <laughs> Quick plot summary. Uh, the girls have to fight a shadow man who is trying to steal the three shards of the scythe of Tartarus. And bringing them together will do something that we were not paying attention to. But it's a bad thing. Yeah, it'll summon Galvatron or something. <laughs> Boy, I sure know how to call him, huh? Uh -huh. I know that you predicted a lot of this stuff too, but like a lot of things I said earlier on in the podcast have happened now. Mm -hmm. So, take that. Yes, <laughs> really called this stupid <laughs> man this is this is terrible what a terrible twist of events another turn of the screw mm -hmm. they had a scene that was just so predictable it was like painful because it's like the new boss of macy's rotating lab comes in through the door and is like hey i'm the new boss around here you're gonna be the director but you gotta do something it's like what fire galvatron you gotta fire galvatron <gasps> <gasps> da, da, da. oh man Not galvin <laughs> yeah i'm gonna be fired I love that Galvin saved his job in this episode by being a blabbermouth so that Macy couldn't <laughs> say anything to him at their little lunch date or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly they were totes cool, right? Yeah. She... It didn't feel like their relationship was at that point. No. Last episode. It wasn't at all. <laughs> See, I didn't know where you were going when you started this point. Like, there was a scene that was so predictable. Because you could have been talking about any scene in this episode. Uh -huh. Well, that scene just pained me. Because it's like, oh yeah, I can't wait for her to tell her that she's got a fire galvan. <laughs> fire galvan. <laughs> By making her the lab supervisor, isn't that just putting a target on her back? Yeah. <laughs> the last two are pretty dead. <laughs> yeah, well, at least there's another boss now, so she can die first. <laughs> That's true. She's a uh, big gene splicing taking over the lab. Yeah. <laughs> Morningstar. Did we acknowledge this before? Morningstar is the name of it, and apparently that's a translation of Lucifer? Yeah, because we talked about the nuggets. Right. Well, we did talk about it being called Morningstar, but I didn't... <laughs> we just thought of the nuggets. We didn't even think about it. We didn't know it was a translation of Lucifer. It's... Man, that's a groaner, though, isn't it? Yeah. I usually think of the weapon of Morningstar if I'm not thinking of, like, the buffalo nugget things. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't really think about that, but then when they say that's what it is, it's like, you might as well just call it Fallen Angel. Yeah. <laughs> call it Old Scratch. <laughs> Tartarus Flakes. What was the deal with the the building that they were in, uh, Galvin and Macy? Is it the school the the with the glass walls and the yellow carpet? Maybe. <laughs> that was a weird looking building. Yeah. They started the episode with a cold opening, where hipster Sater is uh, hanging out 
with his wine and gets yeah. attacked by the shadow man. And he starts whining about it. He's whining about his wine. <laughs> All this whining, I don't think the master would approve. <laughs> Hipster Torgo, truly their greatest uh, one-off character ever Let's conceived. get wasted. <laughs> yeah, they all get wasted with them. <laughs> yeah, except Maggie, that seems realistic. Well, she's younger, she could handle it. <laughs> uh, she said she only had like a couple of glasses or something, where oh. the rest of them apparently were like butt chugging. Well, that's because she's a nerd. She doesn't drink <laughs> as yeah. much as they do. Her new character is she's a nerd. Get those nerds! Nerd! Nerd! What was up with that? Like, Mel kept calling her a nerd. Yeah. And you were pointing out that, that she was encouraging her and then when she was do like saying something smart, she's like nerd. Yeah, Mel like calls her earlier in this episode and be like, "Please stay in school, Maggie." And then when she says something about Greek mythology that she learned in school, which she says that she's like, "I learned that at school." She's like, "Nerd, nerd!" Being really encouraging here about the stay in school, aren't you, Mel? <laughs> Don't be such a nerd. Be a real half breed there. <laughs> That's why Mel says. <laughs> she's dropping out of school at the end of this like i want to be a nerd like you maggie i find this very strange that um maggie feels like the outcast because she is not an intellectual like her sisters mm -hmm. isn't that kind of usually the opposite like usually you have a nerdy character or a smart character and they're the one that feels kind of an outcast maybe but this is like that episode of uh sliders where in, they're in the world where there's like the smart olympics and stuff and everyone's like uh jocks Ugh, <laughs> popular people <laughs> now we do a rap about keats and i give you one warning there will be no repeats get out of my face while i'm reading my keats i don't know if they're like trying to really soften Mel up a lot all of a sudden but like they have her like calling Maggie when she you know tells her to stay in school and stuff but she's like making all these dumb faces before she picks up like oh <laughs> super goofy just like she, they just trying to get really far away from her being angry all the time now no she just makes dumb faces and stuff they definitely do seem to be in a, a transition period with her, which makes me lean more toward the time rewriting thing being just rewriting that character versus mm -hmm. any real good storytelling. They seem to be a transition with everything they're doing on this show. <laughs> they don't seem like they know where they're going with anything, really. <laughs> Maybe besides Predictablesville. <laughs> Is Harry still living with them? Yeah, they made this big deal like he's moving out because the threat that's not over is over. And then, yeah, this episode, at, once they get to the house, is just him making them a bunch of burgers. Yeah, he's making them breakfast. And it's just sandwiches full of bacon. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh -huh. He's still their chef. Mm -hmm. What is this about? Yeah, oh, I'm moving out, bulls. And he's, like, making them, like, hangover cures and stuff, too. He's basically just becoming their maid. Yeah. And then, like, stupid satyr comes by, because, like, uh, stupid, like, um, shadow guy, like, it looks like he's killing people, but he's not. He's just, like, stealing their gems or whatever. And then 
they're just kind of bummed and hurt a little bit. So, so Cedar Boy comes over to the Charmed One's house and he's like, ugh, heal me. <laughs> <laughs> he was so rude to Harry. Yeah, he? that's what I was about to <laughs> mention. Just like, he's such a dick. Like, they, he's like, oh, the gentleman, you're so cool. Then Harry's like, and I'm the white light. Oh, excuse me. I can't be this to the child once. I really turned a tide for this. It's <laughs> like, what? Excuse me. I'm not here to talk to you, loser. Make me a sandwich. The master said, let's get drunk. <laughs> Time to party hardy. Drink some Bacardi. <laughs> he warps them to this stupid, like, half fairyland version of their house with little crowns and butterflies so that they can drink. Because, like, um, Seder connection to Dionysus, I guess, who's like, oh, yeah, let's get drunk. Yeah. That's what I do. There's like a, a weird mix of mythologies going on here. He's talking about the scythe of Tartarus, which is a Greek thing. But then later there's like an Egyptian goddess or something who's protecting part of the scythe as well. Yeah, and she's also all about Tartarus. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, and he's like, he's explaining what Tartarus is. <laughs> and he's like, it's a hellish prison for supernatural creatures. Hellish as in it's it's the Greek version of hell. Yeah. Like, I guess you would describe it as being hellish. <laughs> You're gonna meet Anubis at the River Styx. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, uh, weird mixing of things here. Um, and I don't mind that they have the different mythologies all exist, because a lot of shows do that, but the fact that this Egyptian goddess is protecting part of a scythe for Zeus, it just, I don't know why these things are together in this story. Yeah, it just seems odd. And it doesn't, like, go anywhere with the Egyptian goddess, except they make another Meghan Markle reference. <laughs> but it's not like... <laughs> she she could have been anything. It didn't have to be Egyptian or anything for this to work. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of a... Oh, you thought I was part of this Greek satyr stuff too, idiot? No, I'm from Egyptian mythology. <laughs> okay. Guess not mythology if it's true. <laughs> There's another character who comes in that's attacking them, who is this woman that Mel meets at the bar and flirts with for two seconds. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big betrayal of girl she met for like a couple minutes. <laughs> She was so overdone. I'm kind of, it makes a lot more sense knowing that she was supposed to be something else and show up later. Otherwise, I was like, what is the deal with this gothic, mm -hmm. Egyptian looking, capelet wearing lady mm -hmm. <laughs> just walking through the bar? <laughs> and then, like, uh, Alistair calls her a bolt thrower or something. Mm -hmm. And Charmed is so dumb. <laughs> I can't tell if he's just nicknaming her that like uh, a disparaging nickname or if that's literally just what they're called because sometimes they just call them things like that yeah Bolt thrower you have real slang there they seem to think that she is uh the person who killed their mom because she leaves a similar looking wound on mel <laughs> which mel goes hey don't heal it I, it reminds me of mom. <laughs> just like, 
What? what if it was poison? Yeah, you like, don't know. No, this could be a thing. Like, <laughs> if you found it on a dead woman. <laughs> like, you have no reason to think that this is a good thing to keep on you. <laughs> Remind me of mom. And then she's like, a bit later, she's like, I don't want to walk in mom's footsteps. Like, I guess you won't walk too far, maybe because you'll fall right into her hole six feet deep. <laughs> They're so dumb. They're so bad at this. <laughs> I found it weird that uh, it, one of her subplots in this, because she doesn't get too much to do, is that Harry keeps bugging her about finishing an assignment, mm-hmm. which is part of why she uh, ends up quitting at the end, I think. <laughs> it's kind of weird to have a teacher living with students, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Or frequently visiting them. I, I mean, he certainly was living with them at one point, if he still isn't. Wouldn't this be, like, against some sort of rules at the school? <laughs> I mean, I guess they could, like, explode a, a lab supervisor and nothing really came of it, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also learned that uh, Harry is deathly afraid of bugs. Yeah, it was a stunning revelation. <laughs> really went somewhere. It was just for such a non-joke. There was no payoff to that, even, like, in a joking sense. Yeah, no, it didn't amount to anything other than adding to the runtime. Yeah, I think it was... They just need an excuse for it to seem more of a a dilemma, letting the bugs in to lead them to the scythe. Yeah, I guess so. I like that when they get the, the key and the thing the bugs were after, the bugs just bug off. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> they're like, oh well they got it let's go like, oh they, they don't want it anymore all right <laughs> it was like uh, with the bugs it was repeating the the nexus effect that they would do on old charmed mm-hmm. that was kind of throwing me off it looked too similar but it was just a bunch of bugs well they were doing a lot of things that were similar to old charmed in this one especially the big twist all right let's get into this uh the shadow man First of all, the effect, super bad. Yeah. It looks like an unfinished effect. Like when you put a mask on something in Photoshop and don't, and you're not finished with it yet. That's what it looked like. Yeah. It looked like, I don't know, something that, like a weird attack thing. Like he, like this thing wouldn't look this way, just standing around being normal, not black smoky <laughs> thing. And then standing there talking to... What's his name? Alistair Kane or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and he's just hanging out as a black smoke cloud in a humanoid form. Just so they could hide his identity. So yeah, they exactly. could pretend there's some big twist. You know he's never going to appear like that again. Yeah, because it didn't make any sense. Like, it looked like that would just be something you'd do to attack someone and hide who it was and not stand there and talk to someone who knows who he is like that form like there's no reason for it other than like you said it's just for bad writing's sake and hiding something yeah you were you were saying it reminded you of future guy that they had in enterprise yeah that in 2004 effect. it looked about as good yeah it looked about like that same stupid effect just that it was darker looking than stupid future guy uh i was saying this because they were focusing a lot on uh, Parker earlier. I was like, it's just going to be Parker in disguise. 
And it was. And the twist was, it wasn't. He, he was just shooting up heroin. <laughs> Uh, so I know that that I knew that it was him, but did you guess that it was going to be him? Were you thinking that? Yeah, just like the fact they're hiding it seems so stupid, and then suddenly we're back in Parker Land. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. <laughs> I called it. I knew. I was like, okay, so he's going to turn out to be that in disguise. And I said earlier in the show, he was like, I was like, don't be new Cole, don't be new Cole, don't be new Cole. He's the new Cole. Yeah, like she, Maggie no! even says before they reveal him, she's like, oh, I like she comes into contact. Well they're fighting um black smoke man and she's like oh i could feel like that the demon had like a human half or something i'm just like what <laughs> you're just straight up doing the stupid coal thing again <sighs> thanks coal bomba what a disappointing turn of events <laughs> in a abysmal twist <laughs> A Pepto-Bismol twist. <laughs> As in, it made my stomach hurt and I need to take some Pepto-Bismol. <laughs> uh -huh. um, I liked Cole's character, but I don't like Parker. Mm -hmm. um, I could care less about stupid Parker. Well, I mean, and... a lot of Cole's arc was infuriating on Charm just because... Oh, yeah. But him as a character, I like. Yeah, because he's like trying to do the right thing. And then the show kept acting like Phoebe was in the right by treating him like crap constantly. That's what I worry about. I mean, first of all, Parker as a character, like, who cares? Uh -huh. But I worry that it's going to go into that territory. The whole like evil is genetic and blaming... <sighs> Uh, him for everything that's going on even though right now it, he's still an evil land but mm -hmm. clearly he's he's feeling a little guilty about it alistair kane's his dad by the way so that's how little sense it made for him to be black <laughs> smoke in front of him earlier he's like yeah dad you told me i just have to get the scythe and then i don't have to do the evil things anymore like, I'm gonna ground you unless you do what I say. You go do that. Your brother's so much better, uh, but he's busy at his white power meeting today. So you gotta do it, Parker. He has that bad dialogue where they're trying to explain it to the audience, but it doesn't make any sense for him to talk like that to him. Mm. Where he's like, oh, I should have called your brother Hunter in. Like, <laughs> Hunter. Who does that? He's yeah. like, <laughs> your brother Hunter. Whoa, dad, is Hunter my brother's name? I didn't know. Which brother? <laughs> <laughs> I need to tell you your brother's name. Just like I act like I don't know that you're my son when you're black smoke in front of me <laughs> he doesn't know he's gotta he's gotta be in disguise <laughs> guy incognito may i partake in attacking the charmed ones <laughs> oh my god this man is my exact double <gasps> that dog has a puffy tail <laughs> the audience doesn't see this, but I made a fake mustache on my lip with my finger to, yeah. for the full a guy incognito. Yeah, that's what he does with his black smoke finger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Parker, I'm black smoke. <laughs> hey, speaking of disguises and his dumbass brother, 
(laughs) (laughs) He didn't disguise himself as the new supervisor at the lab, like you said. Like, that would make sense. Yeah, yeah, that went nowhere. Like, what what kind of shapeshifter is he? What a dunce. Yeah, I thought that would be the thing. Yeah, just nothing. What is he off doing now? Like, is he grounded? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's just sloppy and killed another director for no reason. I thought there would be a point to it, but nah. He's just bad at his job. Parker, you've always been my favorite son. (laughs) I hate Hunter. I don't know why I sent him in first. (laughs) Like, he's like, Dad, Hunter screwed up too, you know? He's like, Hunter only screwed up because it changed the timeline. That's an acceptable reason. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> Parker, I I'm... think you mean Obama. <laughs> you know, by far the worst thing that uh, Peter Parker has done is uh, cheating on Lucy. <laughs> oh yeah. But thank God that whole arc was concluded because Lucy gave them the go-ahead to go yeah. out. Now she's just dating someone else. That's such fantasy land. BS. She didn't even appear in the episode. No. She was just there was just a photo of her and some other yeah. guy, and she's like, "Well, with someone else." Yeah, she texted them like <laughs> a picture of someone else and said, "You got the go ahead for me," or something like, "What?" Okay. <laughs> uh huh. Like, after that whole last episode with the Condal ghost, <laughs> she's fine. Uh-huh. Holy it's shit! It's all good now. Oh, good grief. <laughs> <laughs> Maggie is reading his mind, but she never seems to read anything useful from people's minds. No. And uh, and sees that he has some secret. Yeah, he's like, I'm close to the truth. And then he disappeared. <laughs> In the smoke. <laughs> she finds him shooting up and thinks that he's a junkie. Yeah. Uh, but he reveals that he has guitar disease. <laughs> One time... I thought about playing a guitar, <laughs> and then I realized I had the guitar disease, <laughs> and I won't make it to 40. <laughs> I can never let Maggie find out I'm diabetic. <laughs> <laughs> I take this medicine to help me live. You son of a bitch! <laughs> you diabetes this whole time! Uh, like... He has just vague explanation too later when he's telling her. Yeah, he doesn't even say what he has, does he? I have <laughs> itis. Yeah, he's just like, look, it's it's not about drugs. It's about <laughs> medicine, and I need to take my medicine or I will die. I guess she's like knocking at the door first before she yeah. opens it too, and he's like not that far away, and he's there needling himself like. Truly, this is like an orgasmic experience for him. He can't be bothered by anything. <gasps> ah, I love my medicine. <laughs> but I mean, what's the real explanation supposed to be? Is this some sort of half demon juice he's got to take so he can keep human form or something? Like, that's pretty dumb, too. Yeah, but that's what I'm assuming it is. <laughs> terrible. Just terrible. At least we got to see him shirtless with a kitten. Yeah. That do anything for you? Ugh. <laughs> the only thing it did for me was assure me that it was indeed a fake scene. Because, like, it's just him being overly sappy of Maggie. And I was like, oh, this better not be real. And then he was 
<laughs> naked with a kitten. I was like, okay, good. It's a dream. Because <laughs> this scene is stupid. <laughs> and then we said, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wine. Phelan. It's the fashion segment. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Because I'm going to get into it. Because... I think this was Maggie's finest hour. <laughs> <laughs> Mel had a couple too. Yeah, Mel had some good looks too. I, I feel her uh, her fashion is shifting a little bit too. Mm. Um, okay, I'll start with Mel because it's not as exciting to me, but still some good stuff. Mel had a, a great 80s lace shirt mm-hmm. with some uh, puffy sleeves. Uh, she had some leopard print boots. <laughs> afterward that kind of looked like little uh little booties or something she was wearing it mm-hmm. was i don't know what that like with that outfit i'm not sure but it was delightful to me <laughs> okay so maggie's outfits here <laughs> she looked like she stepped right out of the nanny in that fantasy sequence uh she's got a leopard print dress <laughs> then later on she's got a leopard print trench coat <laughs> then a tiger dress so there's a heavy cat theme going on in this episode Mm. and then uh she's wearing a giant leather corset belt boob high yeah (laughs) um (laughs) and my favorite look a striped pantsuit with a giant lion belt buckle she's looking like a powerful 80s businesswoman (laughs) just magnificent that's what a psychiatrist wears, all right? <laughs> That's what a nerd wears. Nerd! Because she's going into psychiatry. Did she say that? Yeah. Oh, ew, she's going to start giving advice all the time. She's turning into a Phoebe. She's going to steal Lucy's psychologist's <laughs> booth. <laughs> Give me ten cents. <laughs> Another thing she stole from Lucy. Yeah. <laughs> this is the end of all my faults. Ugh! All right. Do you have anything else to remark upon this episode? Any final thoughts? <sighs> How'd this compare? It's uh, just like watching the old churn, but it's <laughs> newer. <laughs> Just, I can't believe we're just we're doing the Cole plot like exactly again, like with the character who is Phoebe in this new show too. It's just like, and we go round and round and round and it never ends. <laughs> Lordy, yeah. Um, I at least laughed a lot at this. Uh, I wouldn't really say it was good, <laughs> but um, it gave me some chuckles. Yeah. Uh, I still don't care about uh, Parker at all. <laughs> so we'll we'll see how things go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's it for Charmed Hard with a Vengeance. Uh, I've been enjoying all the comments everyone's been leaving. Uh, everyone's super great. We got the best fans ever, all these Charmanders. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure they're excited about these new twists and turns. <laughs> they were all stunned. They just said... <laughs> Holy shit. I can't believe that happened. <laughs> Stunned. Amazing. Now, Phelan, you're going to have to give the exact quote you gave as soon as we shut this off. Holy fuck. Wow. <laughs> 
I think that sums things up nicely. <laughs> uh, if you guys enjoyed the podcast, just leave a comment or a like or a subscription. That'd be awful great. We'll see you guys next time on Charmed Hard with a Vengeance. See you, Charmanders.